Hello and welcome to another brilliant chat today with uh, Reese from Krensky Evolution. And we have the lovely Terry Ann assisting as well. And just going to go into a bit of Reese's story. He was a tradie and the typical sort of ochre bloke with uh, big muscles and plenty of ego and attitude and anger and all sorts of things that he's reshaped and now uh, quite a fantastic breakthrough mindset and emotions as a coach. He also has a deaf partner and is a big inspiration in that area. So we look forward to hearing a lot about Reese's story. How are you today, Reese? Good, thanks, Leon. How are you going? Good, buddy. Good. Thanks for joining us. How are you, Tez? Yeah, no, I am good. I'm looking forward to this. I've known Reese for many, many years since yeah. our school days or primary school days. So yes. And we have, yeah, we've reconnected through um, a similar path into the mindset emotions coaching journey. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So you've seen that out a bit of change uh, with Reese, yeah? Oh, yeah, 100%. And from um, basically from the beginning of our changing career, I guess you could say, um, we've buddied up and helped one another. Yeah, we sort of bounced off each other, haven't we? It's we have, and it's been really, really good. So, um, so yeah, so this is exciting. We get to that's, yeah, that's share awesome. It with you. Yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome to watch you, Reese, and your partner Trudy, and the way you guys are evolving and learning more about each other, which been together for many years and still no doubt learning new things, which is uh, really exciting. So, basically, tell us a bit about your childhood i love to go into that a bit and um you know see what what the theme of your of your childhood basically was. Yeah, okay. yeah. well i suppose um ever since i was young um i knew i always had i suppose difficulties fitting in and um and being i suppose <clears throat> my parents being like growing up from a uh, from a uh, you know, I suppose a hard-working family background. Uh, my father, my father's emotions were null and void, and still are to this day. So, um, I suppose, and I suppose my mother, all my mother knew growing up was it was there was not really much calm in the house. It was always uh, chaotic, chaotic, full of emotions. It all chaotic, full of heightened emotions. Yeah, how, how common is it for that sort of generation to not actually have any emotion whatsoever? Well, well, my, I believe, uh, I feel that my dad was, um, I suppose, I, I can't imagine what his upbringing may, it, it, it would have been worse for him because his dad, his father was a, um, like a German background and um, growing up on the farm where they had to, you know, ride horses to school and stuff like that. So it was uh, very, very. Uh, it would have been, there would have been a lot of expectations put onto them as you know kids as well. So, and not having a uh, a father figure emotionally available either would have been, you know, times ten in my situation. But and I believe that uh, we're on a path to uh, redirect that, redirect that. So. And my mum, she was, um, uh, well, she suffered mental health issues all her life and been on antidepressants and, you know, changed antidepressants through her life. So it was, 
um, it was there was just a lot of anger, a lot of anger in the house, and you know a lot of unrest. So I, I have got a got an older sister, and a young brother, and we we stuck together at times, and we were probably we probably supported each other. Yeah, we, we supported each other growing up because we never really had any, we never never had pe- parents that were emotionally available. Yeah, well, what they say is what you aren't letting go of, you continue to pass down to someone else. And that's why it's so important that you're um, working through this stuff, which is fantastic. And so, so empowering, yeah. I'm just, I'm just so grateful that my journey and the decisions that I've made have, over throughout my life, have brought me to make the choice to change, change yeah. my mindset, change, you know, change, change my identity, I guess, change my, my identity. I love that. I absolutely love reshaping identity because, um, you know, obviously we've all been there, including me, where we have the victim mentality and the poor me. And mm-hmm. um, how much better are things now that you don't have that sort of, yeah, you know, victim mentality of my parents did this to me or I, I had to go through this, you know? Well, I think we had this conversation after <clears throat> being aware and being able to thank them in, internally and has just been, I mean, yeah, look, I'm only human. Sometimes I sort of get, they annoy me, uh, which yeah. yep. any parents would do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but be able to thank them internally and you know forever grateful that they brought me into this world um, I guess the point I'm saying is that I don't have to take the same path as as what you know as what they chose yeah exactly um, and and to be able to make the choice to stay uncomfortable and to be able to you know show my daughter how she should be treated to set her up for her future relationships as well. Well, it's pretty common that our daughters or most females and and males, but most females attract a partner that is like their father. So how important is it to know that? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, that's, um, it's funny you say that because I saw my father-in-law as a control freak. Yeah, there you go. Took control. And, And he, Looking you know, right in the mirror. <laughs> he, um, he took control of my wife's life. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> now I don't know what sort of struggles, I've never had this conversation with him, what struggles he encountered with when she first came into the world, you know, as being the only deaf person in their entire family. So, look, I, can, I, I can't imagine what that would have been like, but for him to control her life and I suppose only out of love, I guess, to you know, to support her, to help her, not not knowing that it was sort of setting her up to choose a partner that was control full of control and yeah, there look yeah, eager egotistical and you know, the anger just grew through uh, through the course of their relationship. But um, and yeah, so she she chose she chose her father really, mm-hmm. like father's um, identity really, and yeah. uh, to be able to uh, be aware and make that change to 
grow, uh, you know, move forward together has been has been really. Um, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, that's so good, isn't it? It's um, and working through relationship stuff when people realise that they freak out and then go, "I don't want this partner." But you guys have been able to overcome that, which is super, super important to other other people listening who uh, we all work with that there is hope and there is ways to reshape things that you may become a better version. Definitely, definitely. And and I have I was you know during my morning routine this morning I um <clears throat> just since the COVID has changed I um you know my routine I've been able to um oh yeah the the COVID changes has restructured our gym where I train where I, where I train in the mornings and it's brought in a lot of new members. Um, it's taken out a lot of ego, which ha- is what was needed. Um, it's taken out a lot of ego. Like fantastic human, human, uh, fantastic human beings um, pre-COVID, but um, post-COVID, it's it's such a uh, it's such a good place to train now to be able to um, be the. Uh, I had I had the comment made this morning that. Um, I'm supposed to be. <clears throat> I was, I'm supposed to be up the front, to be setting the example to inspire others. And now that was that was pretty. Um, well, the powerhouse I was called. So, which I was pretty. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. So, which I I rarely have. I have, I have trouble taking compliments. So, um, just brush them off. And but uh, that one, that one, I took off took with um, gratitude. So that's great. And to be able to um, welcome these new people into the gym as well, and uh, even, even go and spend some time with them. And this morning we went for a little bit of cold water therapy down the beach, and uh, just having conscious conversation with. Um, it was just it's just really, really uh, good to be able to connect with people on, on another level without judgment, without um, entitlement, without all these, you know, perceptions that I had before. Before, yeah. uh, you know, you know pre growth. Yeah, it's pretty cool when we actually remove all of those those labels you've just talked about. We can see someone for their beauty and potential gifts and stuff that we haven't uh, allowed, I suppose. And yeah, we've all been guilty yeah. of that. Definitely, it's it's so good, uh, you know, to look at the world and society in a different way that. You know, we do hear that everybody is doing the best they can, and that's true. But you know, when 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 you see somebody doing the best they can with anger, and resent, and control, and ego, and sadness, it's it just it breaks my heart. Like you know, to to be able to offer the offer the um, the assistance to people out out there, and you know, to let them know that there, there is another way. There is another way to to growth, um, to to fulfilment. Yeah, I shared something yesterday about, I think it was um, maybe in Brisbane, it was pretty horrific. There was a stabbing of, of a police officer and then the, this yeah. guy that stabbed and got shot and everyone sort of lived, but they were all in a bad way. And obviously the standard is, you know, just bile, spew and vomit on Facebook, of course, but, and I'm not saying any of it was okay because it's far from that, but I immediately thought, what's been going on in that person's life 
for them to get to that point because, and look, no, no exception for it. It's absolutely not okay. But, but what's happened to them and why have they gotten to the point where that rage and anger has, has caused um, harm for themselves and other people? And I think, what the heck can we do to try to get through to people that they need to deal with this shit? Because whether it's affecting you or other people, it affects hundreds of people. Look at that event, you know? It does, it does. And to be out, yeah, that, and that's the hardest part in society is that, you know, everybody else around them can possibly see that they need help, but it's, the, it's that, that individual that has to take responsibility to be yeah. able to make a choice to, to, to go and seek help. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and, and look, it, going back to my parents, they, it was before Christmas, um, you know, I, I wasn't in, in uh, I mean, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in, in a financial situation to really be able to help them, but the, the, some of the decisions they made uh, over their life, which, you know, they're responsible for. You know, I, 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 I can't take them on as my own, but when they ask for help financially, you know, our own parents. I mean, I, I try, I try to help them out as much as I possibly could, but without putting me into a bit of a predicament. And you know, to be able to, and then then asking how I did certain things over my life, how I. I spoke, you know, I smoked for ten years. My parents still smoke. I, I, I've, I've never known them not to smoke. So, I'm not bagging anybody else, anybody that smokes. I mean, it's, it could be a, um, it could bring them together as, you know, having that connection, you know, like a social connection. Yeah, it serves and, a purpose. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, when to be out for them to ask me, oh, how did you give up? How did you give up smoking? And to be able to to um, try and offer them advice, I mean, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Precisely. And it's and that, I struggled. I struggled with that a little bit. That they asked me for help, and then they just, oh, you know, I'm 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 too comfortable. I'm too comfortable in my current situation that it's it's it, I can't change now. Well, that's that that's that's a crock. That is a crock. Nobody's. Nobody's too uncomfortable. It's just a simple choice. Just avoidance of the pain, the pain that you've got to go through, and it's um, easiest way to cop out, I suppose. So it is. It is, and you know, for my routine, I've never. Well, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've never. Uh, you know, ten years ago, I would never. I used to play footy when I was younger. Um, but, you know, then again, I sort of was always, you know, the last one picked in the team. I was sort of, you know, just had, just struggled to fit in. And, you know, I was sort of uh, bullied a lot as, as, a, ki as a kid for, uh, you know, I was, I was a big boy. I still am a big boy. Just a, um, just, I, can, I, can, I, can, I know how to um, utilise that now. But, you know, suffering, going through bullying as, as a kid, I can now... I know, I know that it's served me a purpose because it just gives me fuel to, you know, have that motivation to get up each morning and do what's needed. And it benefits my mental health tenfold. Like, it's, that, that's, that's the whole reason why I do it, because it's, 
I just feel so good after it. It clears my head and, you know, I'm probably only getting about five hours of sleep each night, but it's, it's, it's how I operate. It's how I operate. I operate best at, at that. So what sort of thoughts do you tell yourself when you're working out and pushing hard? Look, um, this week has been, this week has been a struggle because I think uh, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, there was a couple of um, like PBs now. I don't, don't know, I won't go into the uh, terminology of it, but you know, personal best, um, uh, you know, in weight range. And I, like I didn't push myself, but well, yeah, yeah tell them, no, I did push myself. And I probably didn't give my body enough rest to recover like during workouts. And I've had to dial back a little bit in the intensity. And you know, I'm okay with that. So yesterday, I mean, Wednesday, I struggled driving home because I was, <laughs> I was in pain. My back was in pain. And, and yesterday, same thing again. So this morning, I just, just dialed it back a little bit. And, you know, and I, I recovered quite well. I mean, even though I re recover well, uh, it just took me a little bit longer to recover after the workout and just sort of for the pain to subside. But, you know, for me to stay with that routine, if I missed a day, I wouldn't feel guilty, but it just, it just put me out. It would just put me out. It just put me out. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's awesome, eh? So if we bounce back to the relationship, tell us a bit about what that, um, what that looked like for you and your beautiful wife and how you reconnect. And I know that going to the story about how you disconnected and it's really important for others to know that there's hope because I, I think a lot of us do bail out on relationships and yeah, we yeah. quit on that pretty easy as well these days, unfortunately. Okay, so when... Um, look, I've known my wife all, all, all my life. Uh, but I've known, of, I've known of her all my life because, you know, we used to live in, well, we used to holiday at the same destination around the same time every year. And we would, even though we wouldn't holiday together, we would cross each other's paths on the beach and stuff like that. And it wasn't until her, um, her auntie's, 50th, auntie's 50th birthday that uh, we sort of got together. And it was sort of great first off. Um, and, you know, I knew she was deaf, so I knew there was going to be a diary there. But realistically, I, pretty, I didn't really know how it was going to affect me long, long term. And basically, our communication has been a constant roller coaster. Now, when I say communication, it's the barrier has been a constant roller coaster because I've got no excuse not to communicate with her, just as, you know, I mean, if, even if you've got two hearing people, there's no excuse not to communicate with, with each other because it's, it's, it's fear. There's, there's just fear around it. What, what's the other person going to say? Are they going to judge me and stuff like that? But, you know, I was heading down a road of, and heading down a road of, I was just anger. I was repeating myself all the time. Um, I thought, now, we, we'd moved to... Um, we used to live in the Lockyer Valley, which is a small valley. It's a, it's a well, they call it the food bowl. Uh, yeah, they call it the, the salad bowl, the food bowl. 
um, where there's a lot of um, produce is grown. And I, we, you know, I wasn't happy there. I was never happy there. And I, I, we moved to our dream location, the Sunshine Coast. And I thought our worries would go away. I thought I would, would be happy. And I was happy for six months, but then found myself to fall back into the same patterns, same cycles, you know, repeating. Um, and it's when I, when I asked my wife for a divorce and we, I suppose we didn't, we talked about it, but we didn't really, we didn't really go into it. We, we, uh, we, we swept under the, under the carpet and I thought, well, I'll, you know, to be able to try and communicate a little bit better, I will go and learn sign language through an, an accredited uh, organisation, uh, yeah, accredited organisation. So I did that and I spent... Hey, sorry to cut in, how did you communicate, like, probably probably know the answer because you didn't communicate enough, but how did you communicate real much before you learnt that as well, yeah. Well, you know, sign language has, it's been, it's it's evolved, it's evolved quite a lot since I first, in the last 15 years and when we first met, we, we spoke, we talked, um, and there was words there that I couldn't understand and... You know, my wife, she, her parents put her into speech therapy from when she was two, two years old to 18 years old. So yeah. she spent 16 years in speech therapy because, um, you know, the advice that her parents were given when, when, when um, you know, she was born. I mean, the medical, the medical view and then the deaf view, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But we spoke and then, and she was working in childcare at the time. And, you know, she, she read lips very, very well. And so we rely on that. And she started teaching me sign language, but English sign language. And I was getting pretty quite well at that. And then she, she changed jobs to be a Auslan language model in, um, within Queensland education. So she helps deaf kids, you know, yeah. helps them learn. She's like a role model and stuff like that. So, and which I think is fantastic. She loves her job. And, the language changed, so she had to change her language for the job, the job that she was in. And I mean, it's now Auslan is the preferred sign uh, sign language of of Australia. And um, so that was frustrating. I, I had to change. I was learn. I learned learn new signs through it, through what she taught me, and I was just confused. And then 20, 2013, or Pre pre uh, pre twenty thirteen, she was just wearing one hearing aid, and then post twenty thirteen, that's when she got her cochlear implant. Yeah. So that change that was a game changer again. Like that that um, that really affected our communication as well because she went from reading lips, uh, uh, English sign language, to reading lips to Auslan, and then not necessarily um, reading lips again. Back to she started trying to trying to learn to listen. So was that the first time she would have had any form of hearing? No, no. Look, she had hearing. She had she the 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 ear that the side that she got her implant in. Yeah. She had natural, a tiny, tiny little bit of natural hearing in it. Okay. Now, now when when the um, the processor isn't on or isn't switched on, she's got nothing. She's lost all that. So now she gets has to rely on her implant and then the device to hear. So 
that was that yeah that that was a really um it's been in the works because you know lip reading to be able to go and listen and that's what i found myself starting to really really repeat repeat what i had to say and i was just saying the same sentence two three four times and it was it was frustration was huge yeah and you know my i could i could dictate i suppose i, I didn't wasn't aware of it but i was dictating what I, how our communication was. So it sort of broke down. And in the end, I was essentially just living with a housemate. And, you know, the, there was, look, there was no, there wasn't much appreciation there mm. at all, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just wanted, wanted someone there to, I suppose, for sex, I guess, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, we when we moved we 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 changed our lifestyles dramatically and uh, we we lead a lot healthier lifestyle now and um you know we're sort of conscious about the food we put into our bodies and i guess um you know we we were working out and you know when when your body changes and 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 for me i'd never looked as good as as i did back in 2018 and I was feeling good. I was feeling, I was feeling amazing, but I only worked on my physical health. I never worked on my mental health. You know, I was diagnosed with uh, anxiety and depression, mild depression in uh, 2015, just before we left, uh, just before we left Lockyer Valley to move up to the Sunshine Coast. And um, I engaged in the counselor uh, in Ipswich and then had a couple of sessions with that person and then moved up to the Sunshine Coast and then got had a, had a couple of sessions or quite a few sessions with somebody else. Yeah. And um, anyway, 2018, we, um, we were feeling great. We were, we were healthy, we were fit. And, you know, anyway, that's, that's when uh, I suppose my ego sort of really took over me. Uh, I had, I really, even to this day, I really, really enjoy people looking at me. I enjoy people, I suppose, I could be I could be an inspiration to some, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I enjoy being admired because, but I, back in 2018, I, I didn't I, I sort of lost, I lost myself. Yeah, it was pretty natural if you weren't um, that as a kid, and you say people didn't pick you and all that. Well, obviously the void is to 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 feel wanted or needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and our relationship. It was still the same. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't very healthy at all. Um, I was angry, and anyway, I, I was probably getting the feeling of, you know, wanting to know what it was like to be with a hearing hearing person. And anyway, well, the way that it, the way that it turned out, we we met a another woman, and another woman at uh, at, a, at, a, at a at a like a, was it like an opening grand opening sort of thing and um we my wife became quite good friends with her and she was she was very i suppose athletic um very fit um you know she wasn't the smallest smallest person but you know just you, know, you don't have to be small to be fit and at that time we were doing a challenge through the gym that we were training at. and so i don't know it was like a 
a three month challenge or something like that. And the mentality that I had, I just, I was suppressing my emotions, going to the gym and just absolutely smashing myself. And I just wanted more. I just wanted more. I wanted to try and get as much exercise as I could in as possible. So this other other woman was, she was a fantastic swimmer. Well, she is a fantastic swimmer. And, um, you know, we were, I used to get RDOs and we used to go down the pool and go swimming and just, just do laps. And that was, that was it. And never really sort of thought of much else. Anyway, it's, you know, you can't, I don't, well, I don't know. You can't really have a relationship with a woman, I don't think. Um, I don't know. It's I, well, I developed a relationship with her, and uh, anyway, um, I had an affair. I had an I did, had an affair with her, and I, I can remember this September. I was in the job that I was in. It um, I don't know. I was, I was I was struggling big time. I was well, I, it was probably got to the point where I was unsafe at work, and my focus just it just wasn't there. Um, I was trying to seek advice from others on site but that had no idea mm-hmm. um yeah i was just trying yeah, trying to seek seek validation of what i was doing yeah but, you know it's anyway um i called for basically an emergency meeting with the bosses and i just needed a time off so i went up and seen my brother up north and uh came back and and uh, i came back came home and that's when I sort of, the guilt, the guilt just, it just got to me. It's got to me pretty bad. And that's when I, um, that's when I told my wife what, what had been going on uh, because she did ask and she knew, she suspected something was going on. So I, I come clean. She didn't find any out from anybody else, which, you know, it's still, still, it was still a shit thing, but I was seeking instant gratification and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, the lowest I'd ever been in my life. I can guarantee, you know, from, yeah, it was the lowest I'd, I'd ever been. So you can imagine how it turned out. It, well, I went from bad to worse. And, um, you know, I went to work the next day after I told her and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't be there. I couldn't, you know, being in the house and, and, you know, like my dad did the same thing. But, and he, we've never, we've, I've never spoken to him about it. Um, but I can remember, I can remember it was fucking such a traumatic time that, you know, my mum put him through, but it was the only way that she knew how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So it was all, it was, there was no sort of, you know, the emotions, there was no in, be, no in between. It was always low or fucking extreme emotion. And yeah. it was an extreme emotion. And I can just remember what went on in that house. Um, you know, when, when, when she did the fan in, when I was, when I was, when I was a kid as well. And, you know, we chose to, we chose to do things a little bit differently and, uh, which <clears throat> I'm grateful for. And, you know, I suppose that was, tw- that was October 2018. We were set to go on a holiday. Well, we, we had, went on a cruise and 20, uh, we were away over New Year's on a cruise in Fiji and I sort of, I had trouble making decisions. I, I, I'd agree to make decisions to, and then later on I just wouldn't, 
I'm just, I re regretted agreeing to the decisions because we grew up, we grew up in a, uh, like a happy wife, happy life mentality. And, you know, it was sort of, that's, that's just, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's sort of, nobody, no man should have to, have to agree to that. I mean, without properly, properly communicating with, with intelligence first. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. go back to um, when you were talking about um, when you went back to work and you just weren't in that a great state of mind. Um, as coaches, we know that when uh, emotions are high, intelligence is low. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that a lot of people are working under these same conditions. Oh, just how dangerous it can be. I oh, guess. Yeah, you're not only putting yourself in danger, but at risk. You're putting everyone others. Else it's, yeah, um, it's just so. And you can't make um, great choices. Mm. So being indecisive and not being able to focus yeah, yeah, with yeah. being polarised and not being able to regulate your emotions because we've never been taught how to yeah. regulate our emotions because our parents didn't know how to regulate their emotions. That's right. That's right. And and to be honest, at that point in time, I was on, I was on my anti antidepressants as well, and. Oh, well, I think it was just, um, it was just numbing the emotion, the emotions. It was numbing the emotions until probably that day after it sort of, sort of, till it sort of really sunk in what I, what I'd done and what I, what I actually admitted and owned to doing. That's when, that's when I fell to pieces. That's when it really came crashing down. And um, I was probably lucky I didn't have to have an accident on the way home, to be honest. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's, that's really awesome. Hey, um, People think of being ill as a physical ailment and not being able to work in that sense or drive machinery or motor vehicle, like you say. But, yeah, I think mental health or anguish or anything can definitely cause the same sort of problems, you know. 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And to be able to... Well, look, I, I, I had a lot of, lot of support around me. Um, you know, obviously not for my wife at that point in time, but we, we were sort of trying to support each other the best way we could. But um, it wasn't until the November, you know, it was October, then the November come around, I, <clears throat> I knew, I knew that these, um, these meds, they weren't working, they weren't doing, they weren't doing anything. They were, I couldn't, I can't describe it, but I knew, knew that I couldn't be on them anymore. So I just, I just stopped taking them. And I suppose probably the wrong thing to do, but look, I uh, I, I met um, I met a men I met my mentor in I don't I, before we went on a, on a holiday we sat down and had a discussion that was in December, and uh, I committed to a program that he was offering, and you know we went away on a holiday and yeah that was uh, oh, that was. It wasn't a fun time. It wasn't wasn't a whole not a holiday that I want to remember. I like to remember anyway. And you know, like heightened emotions, you know, low intelligence, that like stuff like that. And you know, it was just um, yeah, it wasn't not great memories. But uh, we come back, and you know, early January I started working with my mentor, and you know, it took me a little while. But the thing was is that. He took me through the, he taught me these certain tools and <clears throat> I thought I was all sweet. So then I just stopped, stopped using them. Mm. Um, 
I know where you're going with this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there too. <laughs> and I um, I went backwards twice as far. Like just it was so quickly just to fall back into that same pattern until you know well my wife she she was still there she hung around and you know she it was, it was a traumatic time terrible time for her too um you know the way i spot her you know what was said how i treated her you know my actions and stuff like that, that was you know it would have been terrible terrible for her too but um yeah to know that i sort of slipped back into, into my old patterns quite fast was yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you never, never stop. You can't stop. Once you start, you can't stop. It's, it's, you've got to evolve. You've got to keep evolving. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that, you know, when I go to the gym every morning, I am uncomfortable. But, yeah. you know, if you go back to being comfortable, you're going to go back to same old shit, same, you know, same day. Exactly. And just stay uncomfortable. Stay uncomfortable anyway. So I, was, I completed a three-month course and, you know, my wife was sort of waiting to get some sort of support from government through the NDIS. Anyway, so she made the decision to start working with, uh, with the same mentor. And um, he, uh, she gave me a letter one, one morning and, you know, yeah, she said, was saying that it was over. So I was... Um, Wanted, wanted out and I had to respect that decision but I was quite um, I was quite angry quite angry and I think uh, that morning I found, I found out was um, when we were on retreat together Terry and I think I told you at the top of Mount Cool. Yep I yeah. remember that morning I was quite shocked. Yeah so uh, that uh, that happened and then um, oh, I suppose yeah we, we were Living in the same house, separated. Uh, the house was on the. We put the house on the market to sell. We were sitting down. We, I was sleeping. We were sleeping in separate bedrooms, so we each had our own space. Um, we sat down at the computer one afternoon and we um, started going through our assets, typing up stuff. And this, we got we got this idea from uh, one of our friends that has been through it. So, pardon me. She uh, she sent me a template. So we just sort of copied it out and changed it. And um, to help us sort of minimise the cost of lawyers, and I don't know, something something happened there. Was there was a shift, some sort of shift there, and over the next sort of three four weeks, I don't know, we sort of we sort of come back together. Like I don't know what it was, but there was just a a mutual feeling there that's probably not what we wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's when the, that's when the real work started to begin. Yeah. So and you know even times today times. You know, there's times today where there's fear around communication, and it's just little things. It's just little things, but it's it's just about how you respond, and, and instead of instead of reacting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's been a big learning curve, and you know, we went through we went through uh, a couple of different psychologists and a couple of different well, we we stayed with the one one marriage counsellor, but I just felt that they were just sending us around in circles. They, they, they added to the patterns, they added to the cycles. Mm -hmm. So they didn't, there was, there was no real solution to break the cycle until I met, met uh, my mentor. So other than those feelings of knowing you wanted to um, try it again, still be together, 
what do you think helped the most with um, the reconciliation between you and Trudy? The thing that helped me the most that I'm a look, I'm a very selfish person. I am very selfish, and before I was, uh, look to me. To me, there's two. There's two. Um, two parts to being selfish. There's a selfish part where you don't care about anybody else. Um, you spend money on yourself. You buy things for yourself. That's that's selfish. But then there's selfish and being true to you. Like for me, being being selfish means that. I put myself first mentally. I chose to do the work on my own. I chose to work on myself, chose to work on my traits, chose to work on my identity and rebuild that identity. And still, I still am to this day a very selfish person. But you know, my, like I said, like I was saying earlier, my morning routine is I go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, and I go down to the beach when you know when I can, depending on my schedule. Um, but it's usually usually two, three times a week that I'll be down the beach in the morning for a swim. Um, and then I go and get a coffee and and to me that's just gives me the gives me the the start that I need for the day to support others, show up for yep. others and assist yep. others and guide others, yeah. Yeah, you and I and we've had this discussion before, our um upbringing has been very similar. Yes. Sometimes it's very scary when <laughs> we discuss this. Um but so I guess it's all about how you perceive selfishness. It's your perception. So the way we look at, we've changed that perception of what selfish means and realise that when we're being selfish, when we are loving ourselves and caring for ourselves, then we can love and care for others. Yes. Yeah, so oh, be, be selfish to become selfless. Is um, it's very, uh, it's very, very powerful statement, but it's a true statement, true statement. And um, you know, even, even getting back to your self worth, because I had a lot of, lot of self worth issues going growing up. You know, how can you expect to love anybody else if you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, sometimes I struggle with that too. But uh, look, we're only human too, so um, just uh, you know, I've always got support around me to be able to deal with those issues and and you know without without leading to um you know i, I used to i used to drink alcohol family and i used to i used to drink to get to to get that feeling not you know there was only only a couple of times throughout our relationship that i got really drunk and it sort of wasn't it wasn't a very nice experience for either of us but um but you know i used to drink to to get that happy feeling to be able to feel happy, but now to be able to, I can honestly say, I can have have one or two beers and be okay, okay with that, even with others others around me drinking. You know, if if they want to get, you know, drink whatever, you know, that's it's quite, it's uh, it's their, it's their it's their choice to uh, you know drink is drink however however much they drink. But now I'm quite happy just with. Um, sitting by just having one or two beers and yeah you know and that's their culture like that's the culture we were brought up in so yes, yes. we've changed our culture basically yes so. yes definitely definitely we've sort of changed our um, environments yeah yeah changed the environments and we've 
I think we've, uh, I think at the end of the day, we've um, changed our generational habits as well. Yeah, I think it's one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do because I still have quite a lot of friends who are wanting to get up the booze a bit and um, we don't normally have more than a couple these days. But, yeah, you sort of do get disconnected from those sorts of people because uh, you don't get invited to as much things and all that sort of stuff. But it's all it's it all becomes clearer and better when you wake up feeling better <laughs> anyway. So it's worthwhile, yes. yeah. So I just just want to ask, buddy, what was if there was one? What was the real clear turning point that you or Trudy's were like? We can we can really make this potentially work instead of like you were at a place where you were getting divorce papers. So that's pretty it's pretty big. Mm. I suppose, mate. Uh, to be honest, I, it's a hard question because. The turning point was patience. My, I always saw impatience in others. Yeah. You know, behind the wheel, like I was shocking behind the wheel, like, and I see, I see it today, um, coming home on the highway, where, you know, if you're passing your car in the right-hand lane, and you, you know, you have all intentions of getting back in the left-hand lane when, when it's safe to do so. You've got some angry tradie or angry man or angry woman behind you, and they're screaming, and you can see the hand gestures, and just and you can see the anger on their face telling you to get out of the way. That's what I was like, and I, I realised that I'm a, I am a very very impatient person. I I saw impatience in others, but I just couldn't see them myself. So for me, it was just patience. Patience is to go back and work on myself um, to, and, you know, to, to become selfish and to just let things, let the universe sort it out. Let the universe sort it out. You know, it's, you know when, when you go through relationship issues and I've coached, a couple, I've coached some couples on, on this, not necessarily the same, same um, sort of situation, but, you know, the same traits around control and ego and anger and that sort of stuff. It's not a place, you can't rush this stuff. You can't rush it. It's, if, it if it was meant to be, it will, it will be. But it's good, not, good to hear that because what, how long have you guys been together? For like 14 well, years? 16 years. Six, 16 years and say it took six months to work through it or 12 months, it's not long as opposed to 16 years, is it? That's exactly right. Exactly. Six, well, you know, like just say 15 years of, you know, build up. Build yeah. up and like it's and I mean there's we can we now we can talk about the uncomfortable things but like um last night I, I yeah last night I just the way she closes the door the the ensuite door it's a slider because she can't hear it slam it pisses me off <laughs> uh, that's my that's my yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe, maybe being such a good tradie, you might be able to put a big um, rubber slammer on it so you can't hear it. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of... I saw we had this discussion, we had this discussion last night about it and um, it's not the first time that it's brought that's come up. I just sort of <laughs> find the fact that to let it go and when it breaks, it breaks. It'll be just a, 
matter of side. But all all these little things with hearing partners that you take for granted. <laughs> oh, definitely, mate. Definitely. And you know, you know what? It's um, the only way to find gratitude in something is take it away. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. What's well, so away. inspirational for you guys when I first met you guys? I'm like, we've got nothing to complain about. Like we, yeah. we've got all What's... of our senses, and you know. Yeah. It was amazing to watch them because you were with us on the four-day workshop earlier yeah, this year. That's right. And I just, I just felt so much love. Yeah, I was just like in so tears when I was watching you guys work together and break yeah. through some stuff. Was yeah, it was emotional for me. It was so cool and so oh, yeah. inspirational. But I'm a big soup. Gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Now I had a thought the other night. Well, I had a thought last night about um, I don't know, like. I want to re- research it a little bit. You know how sometimes we have so much internal shit that builds up. I mean, we can we can we use certain tools to get rid of it, but to be have you have you have you ever just been by yourself and just screamed at the top of your lungs for no reason? I probably had years ago, and I actually was coaching someone else. That's yeah. Doing that and to release some shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to research that sort of stuff to just be able to try and get rid of some of that internal pressure. Yeah, and pressure. you know, speaking about that earlier this year, I went to um, a healer down the Gold Coast, and because I like to put on this facade, I don't like to look angry. I want to be this bubbly, um, happy person, mm-hmm. but inside I'm just building up all this anger. So what she got me to do was grab a pillow and scream as hard as I could into this pillow. And um, so now I've kind of taken on that. So if anything's coming up for me, like if I'm starting to get a sore neck or a headache or whatever, I kind of, it's this anger that I need to release. So, and like last week I had a rash that kind of popped up, which was really, really bizarre and weird. So um, it's just a matter of, yeah, letting out that anger. And that's definitely one way of doing it is just I've, screaming. I've tried it a couple of times when I was in the car by myself. And, um, but I think I need to learn how to do it with a warmed up, with, with a, my, my, my voice and throat warmed up because uh, I've done it and nearly lost my voice a couple of times after. It hasn't been sort of, hasn't been pretty. So I um, need to sort of, Try and work out how to do it properly. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. There's there's some cool techniques out there, that's for sure. And yeah, um, yeah no, it's it's really awesome to to watch you guys grow and you know see you be able to help other people in this space. And I think the relationship thing is there's just so many branches to it. It's so massive because relationships with ourselves there's relationships with our partners there's relationships in family there's relationships in business in colleagues in work and um as i say it's it's a complex situation especially if you've got internal dramas how can you not have external dramas and exactly you know like if you're putting all your projections or crap onto anybody even in in a work sense like it just i think it's the whole thing is is that you've got to work on yourself because otherwise it all betrays everywhere else and um, it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've had had some comments not very nice comments about that from uh, one particular workmate but uh 
But um, yeah, look, I think he might be struggling a little bit too. So mm. uh, mm -hmm. sit back and observe. Yeah, and um, yeah. So what I know this has gotten you guys to a really awesome space that is going to, I believe, just change so many people's future. So tell us a bit about what you're looking to do in the deaf community, for example, as well as just in. Help, I know you're keen, as I am, helping other tradies and blokes um, shift their energy around not being able to express, yeah. Well, I guess um, just to make the deaf community aware, you know, what what else is out there? Um, because it's it's a fact that, you know, they do miss out on a lot of, a lot of things. Um, and to be able to, oh, well, to have the... Uh, have the traditional methods forced forced onto them without knowing what else is actually out there, just to, just to raise awareness. And, um, you know, because just because they they can't hear doesn't mean they don't feel the same, exactly the same on the inside. So, you know, like we, we all feel the same on the inside. It doesn't, matter, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Agreed, um, yeah. That's what I was reading yesterday, that it doesn't matter who the human is the the trauma in our bodies are all actually stored the same. And that's why the mm. metaphysics stuff so amazing because our our trauma is the same or gives the same ailments or illness, illnesses for everybody. Yeah. 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 So just, just raising awareness and uh, within the deaf community to just give them up, give them, give them an opportunity to try just to try something different. And, uh, and yeah, it's, um, yeah. So, and then, you know, Myself um, working around relationships and uh, you know angry trades and you know that's and just yeah. There's not many of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> My ex is a tradie. Yeah. <laughs> Most tradies, oh, wow, they're awesome. So and it's like rural people because that's my passion and they're amazing at at skills, good with their hands. They're really resilient, like sort of physically. However, holy. <laughs> like mental mental side of it they've just you know really really got to work on some of that because they suppress it through work mostly exactly. work alcohol bloody drugs whatever or buying toys as we know whatever it might be so yeah for sure for sure yeah now that's so so good it's been such a good chat as i knew it would be and um tell us where people can find you, yours or Trudy services for you know the deaf community and whatnot and, just, uh, just jump on uh, Krensky Evolution, um, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find us there. Um, you know, you'll find all the details to uh, send us an email, to you know, send us a private message if you're, if you're struggling. Yeah, um, we'll put all your details in the link as awesome. well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyway, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. It's been a fantastic chat. It's, uh, no worries. Fun. Thank you, Reese. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Same. If I didn't have another appointment, but uh, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. and. Um, uh, and we look forward to seeing more of your growth. Thank you, Reese. Thank you, Terry. No awesome. worries. See you later. Talk soon.